post credit scene is a move. I feel like it took decades for them to come up with that idea. Seems like yep. a really simple concept because nobody used to stay for the credits when we were growing up. And I'll tell you what, I mean, sitting there waiting for all those credits until you get to the very end. That's a that's a wait. I mean, it's like when you put the shampoo in the hair and they tell you wait 60 seconds until you wash it out. So that, that's a long 60 seconds, you know. <laughs> it's it's like with the end credits. It, it, this is a long time waiting for this to get, what, get through. What do you know? Hey, I don't, I don't understand why you got to make this conversation about me or my lack thereof of hair. All right. And I also don't understand how you're saying that as if I was born with no hair and then I never, ever grew hair. So I've never, ever had to use shampoo. You, you might I don't know why been anyone born would think with no that. Hair, in fact, I think life. But I never grew hair. I never I never had to use shampoo. I mean, you look at this face right now and you look at this head. You don't see any hair. OK, fine. There was hair there at one point. Was I there? did used to use shampoo. Like, I don't understand why you would think I never use shampoo. Let really the record reflect the entire time I have known Jonathan Zaslow, there has not been hair on his head. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. James Steele has all sorts of hair. He has an incredibly long, lustrous beard. Uh, and very Mocking long me hair with all that hair. On his hair. Ha- Right, he's got a ponytail going on, lots of hair. Do you leave the shampoo on for 60 seconds, James? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I also shampoo my beard, so. Really? You got it. I wonder that. Do you? Yeah, I do. Do you condition Uh, it, too? Sometimes. Not a lot, but I do condition it. Uh, I have a special, like, uh, a beard uh, wash that I have sometimes, too. Uh, I take care of serious marketing. Yeah, I take care of myself, yeah. Yeah, got to get you an endorsement deal there. For, I think uh, that's for a great idea. Shampoo. Yeah, I got to go back and find out what kind of uh, product I use. I just, I, I always forget the like the name of the stuff, but mm-hmm. it works. Don't great. say any names Smells on air. Great. If there is a beard company listening, yeah, you're for James sale. Steel, he is for sale. I am. So contact him at James absolutely Steel. for at J Steel five six. There you go on at all Steel social five, media six. things. So. For sale. <laughs> Hit him up. He is for sale, as we all are. Cheap at Zazlo Show. That's how you find Zazlo. Cheap, too. Uh, at Amber W Sports. That is how you find me. Let's play some big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And James Steele. Yeah, that's By the me. way, if I could tell you real quick here, Amber, because we talked about which quarterback would we take, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson, both of them are doing nothing, nothing. so far in this game. Nothing. nothing. Hey, Lamar Jackson did look hurt at one point. He went over to the now. sideline. Yeah, he, he was walking it out, kind of running it out. He's back now, so I guess he's okay. Yeah, he had his uh, leg kind of rolled up on, on the sidelines on a, on a hit, too. So, uh, But, yeah, he's back out there. Uh, no one's scoring right now. So it's <laughs> seven to three, seven to three kind of Thursday night football game. We all love, we've all come to know and love. All right. Big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, Snoop Dogg on Instagram after much consideration and conversation yep. with my family, I decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Snoop Dogg uh, signature. Respect it. Amber Zaz big deal. Not a big deal. I, it's a very big deal, but not a big deal. I'm going to answer for you too. It's a big deal. Of course, this is a big deal. I just, I want to know what the conversation was with the family. What, like, it was guys, his wife saying, "Stop smoking." That was the conversation. That was the end. That was the beginning and the end of the conversation. 
But just after much thought and conversation with my family, like, what were the talking points? What was the, was there a pros and a cons list here? This is a very big deal. It will be like if all of a sudden I said, respect my privacy, I'm no longer listening to Pearl Jam. That's nutty. (laughs) Exactly the same thing. It took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was going to liken this to. This is obviously a huge deal. This is a man who has been known. It has been alleged who smokes dozens and dozens and dozens of things that start with a B. I don't actually know what I'm allowed to say here on ESPN. Rhymes with yunts. Yeah, we're just going to skip all of that. But y'all leave it to your imagination. And now apparently he's given it all up. And also, I learned that it's smoke if you're cool and not smoking. If you're cool. cool. Right, if you're cool, if you're Snoop Dogg, if you're cool, which I mean, I'm not cool. But he says, I'm giving up smoke, you know, smoke like it's a noun. I'm giving up smoke. So I knew what he meant when he said I knew what he meant. I did once go to the Up and Smoke tour. Dre, Snoop, Eminem Eminem was there. Those were the good old days. He passed one of those things around the audience. The Robin Yutz? I was in the front row. I grabbed the thing. The front row. I did not puff the puff thing. Past. I just passed. The, the I grabbed item. the thing. It, it's a thing. I grabbed the thing. Again, ESPN Radio. Don't know what we're allowed to say. We're owned by Disney. What are you kids calling it today? <laughs> Funny cigarette. It was rhymed with point. And then I just, it, I did not puff it. I just passed it because all I could think about. Puff it. Sound like was, there was no puff. Was Never how puff. many, how many lips had been on this thing That's true. that was being passed That's true. around the entire front row yeah. of this concert that I was at in a stadium. That's true. By the time you got done with your puff, something was already going to grow on your lip. Yes, there you go. But I could have said, I could have said that I smoked with Snoop Dogg once if I had actually probably just taken a hit. Might have been the worth last it. Gave up that smoke. This is what I he don't understand. That was my only shot. I didn't know he was going to give. But up there that are smoke. other there are other ways to enjoy this thing now. Does that mean he's not doing anything, or is well, he just not smoking? Well, I don't know. He said smoke. So I don't, he yeah, didn't I don't say, understand. This might not be a big deal at all. He didn't say I'm not, you know, ingesting things. That's what I'm saying. I I don't know if this is a big deal or not. I yeah. can't tell. Is vaping the same as smoking? You're right. You've got a good. You've got a good point, James Steele. All right. Next. WWE superstar Becky Lynch made history during her special appearance on ABC's Celebrity Jeopardy last night. A fan Twitter account from Jeopardy noted that Lynch gave zero correct answers even after 60 clues. While this is a first in the history of the reality show, Lynch did manage to get her final Jeopardy question right and finished with $1,000. She was playing for Connor's Cure, which is part of the V Foundation. So she was in it for a good cause. She let Connor's Cure down. Uh, she made $1,000 for it. Uh, Amber, <laughs> is this a big deal or not a big deal what that was the, she was 0 for 60? What was the final Jeopardy question? Like, who I is the, Rebecca Quinn? It was, answer, who, it was which who, is her who, real name, who, by the way. It was who owned uh, WWE previously. Right, and right. She Vince McMahon. I think the answer was right. like Salvador was Dali, Quinn? though. I don't know what the, what the question was, but the answer was uh, Salvador Dali. Uh, yeah, uh, I normally say everything with wrestling is not a big deal. So, Dazzle, this is not a big deal. It's Amber, fake, if I, right? this is, I mean, was she, this was, she, is, was she even really there? You're fake. scripted? If, if I could tell you, this is, this is a big deal because I, I swear, I recorded Celebrity Jeopardy the other night 
specifically so I can go back and watch Becky Lynch. Of course you did. But then I found out that she went 0 for 60. I'm not watching that. I hit the delete button right away. What are you going to watch that for funnier, now? though. 0 for 60. And don't with those celebrity ones, don't they make the questions easier? Because a lot of us would probably go 0 for 60 with some of the way that these questions are, some of these categories. But I feel like with the celebrity ones, don't they make... Aren't the categories not quite as insane? I don't know. She didn't get any, though. (laughs) Over 60 is pretty bad. I will never understand why with wrestling, like Rebecca Quinn is not good enough as a name. We have to go Becky Lynch. Yeah. I get it. I never, I just, I, what, Becky, more than Becky Quinn? Becca Quinn? Becky Quinn? I don't know. I think I like Quinn better than Lynch. There you go. Also a big deal. All right. So uh, your quarterback, Tua, showed off his new look today when he conducted his weekly press conference. It caused quite a stir with uh, cornrows and had social media buzzing about how he now looks like Drake. Uh, here he is talking about it. My hair was just wild. And, uh, you know, I wanted to see what I could uh, could do with it. If I couldn't do anything, I was going to chop it off. Um, but Drake, ah. Uh, I don't know if I look like Drake. Drake? Can you rock? Kiki. Uh. All right. Uh, Zaz, uh, Tua's new hair. Big deal, not a big deal. I'm going big deal. I don't like changing up the hair mid-season, especially when you're having a great season individually and team-wise. I think there's bad juju there. I don't don't like mixing things up. I mean, get yourself a – if you're saying it was starting to get wild – Get yourself a trim, go to the barber shop and deal with it. But to change things up completely and you show up and you got, you know, you're looking like they said, you're looking like Drake. I don't like it. I, I think there's, that gives me a bad vibe, Amber. That's a big deal to me. All right. That had not even occurred to me. Now I'm shook because you're absolutely right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So why are we changing like things up during a hell of a season from 2-0 where he's in the MVP conversation? That being said, outside of that. I like this look on Tua. I like that he looks a little bit more like Drake. I like the idea of him switching it up from a personal perspective. I did not expect the cornrows coming from Tua. I like all that. It's maybe next time offseason. However, if he yeah. plays even better, then I'm all in on the cornrows. It's like a playoff beard. You don't, you don't shave the beard during the playoffs. Well, right. we're, yeah, right. yeah we're, and we're not at that point yet. All right, We're still trying to win football games here. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe the Dolphins will be even better with Corn Road Tua. It remains to be seen. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Stefan Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, they're brothers, and they're also tweeters. We'll get into that. ESPN Radio is also (laughs) on the ESPN app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Motherly love, and I'm not talking about the city of Philadelphia. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight on Amber and Ian. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. So Stefan Diggs and Trayvon Diggs, Zaslow, are brothers, and they both play yeah. in the NFL, and they play on different teams. Now, Stefan Diggs plays on the Buffalo Bills, and there was some tension, it appeared, between Stefan Diggs and his quarterback in the preseason. And there was a lot made of that. And then we got into the season, and now there's a lot more made about not just targets and involvement in the offense generally for Stefan Diggs, but most notably the losing record for the Buffalo Bills, or, or the record, rather, for the Buffalo Bills, yeah. and how disappointing the Bills' season has been overall. We know the turnovers from Josh Allen. It's all part of the story. Trayvon Diggs plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He's not involved in that nonsense. However, he's going to involve himself because he's got a thing called X, Zazlo, as we all do, on our phone. Twitter. Fired up the old Twitter, and he decided to say some things about his brother. So he wrote, man, 14, got to get up out of there. He wrote that after the Bills lost to the Denver Broncos on Monday. He then doubled down with another post on Tuesday, this time taking a jab at Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Trayvon Diggs said, quote, let's not forget he didn't start going off till bro got there, end quote. Brothers I, I don't brothers, get it. Zaslow. Well, it's – okay, brothers supporting brothers, I get that. But is he supporting his brother? And what I mean by that is – you know, Stefan Diggs met with the media earlier today and did the whole like you 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 want you want to react to things that I say, that's fine. If you want to know how he feels, go talk to him. Like he doesn't speak for me. So I, I don't understand the point in what Trayvon Diggs is doing there. Like when Trayvon Diggs and this is when any family member sends out tweets like this right now, it just so happens that Stefan Diggs' family member, Stefan Diggs' brother, also is a high-profile player in the National Football League. So it could be uh, another player. In this case, it's a player and it's a family member. I don't understand the point in sending out that tweet. What does he think the result is going to be? Because all it does is create a problem for Stefan. It doesn't create any problems for Trayvon. He's at home recovering from an injury. Trayvon doesn't have to do 
anything about those comments that he just made right there. It's Stefan that now has to deal with those comments. And, you know, like we talked about with Mike Tannenbaum a couple of hours ago where, hey, if you're in the front office, are you now having a conversation with Stefan? And are you, do you feel the way that your brother just, you know, said that you need to get out of here? And it just, it creates, we hear about these distractions all the time, right, in the NFL. And this creates another one of those distractions in a situation that, It already seemed like it was kind of delicate from Stefan leaving the facility in training camp over some type of disagreement in his relationship with his quarterback. I don't understand when family members speak out like this about the player. It, it, It just creates, it exacerbates the issue. I understand the temptation to come to the defense of somebody who you love, right? And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what's happening here. It's just a brother... But did he even need brother. to be defended? Are people saying, wow, Stefan Diggs sucks? No, everyone's talking about Josh Allen. Everyone is talking about Josh Allen, although I've been a little surprised by that because the Stefan Diggs angle of the story is a little complicated as well. But yes, everyone's talking about Josh Allen. Everyone's talking about the involvement of Stefan Diggs or the lack of involvement of Stefan Diggs in this offense. That's not a Stefan Diggs issue necessarily as well. And so it's more about the scheme. It's more about Josh Allen and some of his turnovers and his mistakes. It's less about Stefan Diggs himself. I agree with you in terms of the heat right now. However, I think Trayvon's just saying Stefan deserves better than this. And that's where I feel like he's defending his brother. Like, so, like yo, my brother is so good, you know. And, and of course, he's going to – and Stefan Diggs is great. But also, like, it's his brother. Like, he's going to love him, and he's going to want whatever he thinks is best for him. And he's looking at that Buffalo game and that situation and Buffalo losing to Denver, and he's thinking, this is not the best situation for my brother to be in. So he takes to social, and he puts it out there publicly that he's got to get up out of there. And it's not the right move because then what it does is it creates problems also for his brother because now Stefan Diggs has reporters going up to him. Do you want to respond to your brother's comments? And now he's having to answer to that. And he says, I'm not responsible for how other people feel. And he includes his brother Trayvon Diggs in that. Like, that's Trayvon. Is that a cop-out, though? Is that a cop-out? Of course. But at the same time, what the hell is Stefan supposed to say? Yes, I agree with right, him. But, <laughs> I mean, what is he? Right. Like, there's nothing he can say. There's no winning in that situation. And you don't, you know, you're not going to go off about your brother. Your brother's just trying to defend you. You know, your brother loves you. It's, but again, that's, that's the that part. Is. But again, that's the part that I don't understand. What, what was there to defend? It's not Josh Allen's brother coming out and defending his brother who is playing poorly and getting all the criticism. Who's looking at what goes on in Buffalo and is pointing a finger at Stefan Diggs that Trayvon needs to come out and say, yeah, this is not his fault. He needs to get out of there and get in a better place. I don't understand what the point was. There were fingers pointed at Stefan Diggs. I mean, we talked a lot going into the season about that relationship that seemed icy. And I feel like we were a bit more on jo- a lot. The narrative was a little bit maybe kinder to Josh Allen because also we've seen these anti- antics from Stefan Diggs before in his career, right? Where he doesn't always end up in the place. He wasn't that- happy in Minnesota okay, and he made yes. his way to Buffalo. That's the way to say it. So he kind of ends up unhappy with places, right? As talented as he is and as good as he is, he seems to be a player that gets disgruntled. So he got disgruntled in Minnesota. Now he's disgruntled in Buffalo. 
And from that perspective, there could be some criticism of Stefan Diggs. And, and frankly, I think maybe a little bit warranted because the record is there that he ends up on these good teams with good quarterbacks and gets disgruntled rather quickly. And so at some point, does it become a Stefan Diggs problem? I don't know. The Buffalo thing generally looks like a bit of a mess to me. I just think mm-hmm. we're Trayvon. I don't think Trayvon's wrong for thinking that his brother would be better off somewhere else. Like that's Trayvon's opinion. And certainly Trayvon's allowed to think I do think he's think wrong. For, I, I do. He's I, look, he's totally allowed to think it, but I do he's think he's think wrong. That. He's allowed to think it. Uh, but I do <laughs> think he's wrong in thinking that because for the last several years, Buffalo has been a contender for the AFC championship each of those years. And while this season is far from over, all right, they're having a down year. Where, it, like, it, some of these guys, and again, it wasn't Stefan that said it, it was Trayvon, but a lot of times you get the impression that these guys feel that it's their birthright to play on a championship team every single season. And I'm sorry, like, it's really hard to win a championship. Only one team wins the last game of the season. And every year in Buffalo, that team has been really good with Stefan Diggs there. And now they're having a subpar season. Like, oh, man, he deserves so much better. It's like, what? It's one down year where there's still seven games left to play. Right, and there's a lot of season left to play. Maybe Trayvon Diggs wants Stephon Diggs in Dallas next season. Maybe this is a campaign for that. Joe Burrow, by the way, was going to the locker room for evaluation in Thursday Night Football. He looked like he was having trouble gripping the football. The Bengals up right now on the Ravens. 10 to 7. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we will keep you updated on the action of this game and plenty more. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Browning just completed a pass for the Cincinnati Bengals. He is playing quarterback right now for the Bengals. Joe Burrow is in the locker room being evaluated with an apparent hand injury or wrist injury. We saw video that the Amazon producers had dug up. It looks like where they found video and they were able to like really zoom in and get Joe Burrow before the game Zaslow, where it appeared like he had something on that hand on his throwing. His finger looks jacked up. Yeah. So then they found other video from during the game where they start zooming in on the hand and his, his pinky finger on his throwing hand looks super jacked up. Now. I don't know. Does it always look like that? I don't know, but he, some you know, these pinkies fo- look like that. I don't some know. Pe- listen, some people have, have jacked up pinkies, Zaslow, but also these football players often have jacked up fingers. And so maybe that's part of what's happening here or it's the hand. But either way, he keeps stretching out his hands. Like every throw he was making before he left the game, he was clearly bothered by whatever is happening with his hand. So maybe there was an injury there. He was not listed on the injury report. So we did not know that Joe Burrow had a hand injury. We will see. We will be monitoring monitoring that if he comes back into the game right now the Bengals are moving the ball with Jake Browning at quarterback as they as they are leading the uh Ravens well, right now go ahead no no the Ravens are ahead I now mean, Ravens they're, are 14 10 they're 14 10 sorry 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I think what it means, I think what it means going forward the rest of the night now is, uh, you know, and, and it's been tough sledding for both teams offensively so far this game. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens need to win this game. All right, they're at home, and now you may be going up against the Bengals. No Joe Burrow the rest of the way. Uh, a, a quarterback in Jake Browning who made his NFL debut earlier this season. If if you're the Ravens, you have to win this game. And honestly, it really shouldn't be a game that's in doubt getting down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Now, the Bengals have the ball here late in the second quarter, and the the Bengals are going to receive the third quarter kickoff. So this is kind of an important, you know, swing scenario here where if the Bengals can muster even three points here to close the half, uh, that's what you're looking for if you're Cincinnati getting the ball back to start the third quarter. But overall, yeah, Baltimore has to win this game now if Joe Burrow's not going to return. We have two minutes left in the half. Again, Baltimore leading Cincinnati 14-10. to 10. So we will keep you updated when we know on the condition of Joe Burrow and on any happenings of this game as we move forward. Uh, Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Let's talk about what's happening with Kelly Oubre in the NBA. Oh, Zaslow. my God, it's this a, story, Amber. It's a weird story because it started off not that weird, right? I mean, it seemed tragic. We heard Kelly Oubre. It started off serious. Yeah, know? like very yeah. serious, which, I mean, it still is. It still is very serious, but now it's confusing and serious at the same time. Where Kelly Oubre, we heard, got hit by a vehicle, right? When he was riding a bicycle, I believe it was, when he or when he was a pedestrian, whatever it was. So he gets hit by a vehicle, by a car, and he's injured. The injuries were pretty serious and going to keep him out for a pretty significant period of time, not career-ending type stuff, but, you know, significant injuries. He got hit by a darn car. Yeah. And that was the story. And, of course, of course, okay, huge story. Well, now there's this weirdness coming out where authorities can't find any evidence that he got hit by a car. There is a ring video of him. Well, so, well, so when you he spoke to the police. Yeah. Yeah, so when he so I'm a good explainer. So when he spoke to the police, you know, he he said, "Yeah, I, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He got hit by a car and and they said, "All right, you know, where did it happen?" He said where it happened. And so now we're several days removed and the police have said, "Look, there's security footage everywhere in a city. You you got cameras all over the place." And they can't find the video footage. He said where he was. Now, listen, Amber, he's new to Philadelphia. Right. Is it possible that he told, like, he gave them the streets that he thought he was on and it was actually someplace else? I think that's totally possible. He's new to Philadelphia. He's only been there for a few months, you know? And I would imagine most of his time there, it's with a team that's driving him around and he doesn't really have to know the names of all the places. Anyway, he may have given them wrong wrong information accidentally, but... They can't find the footage. And if you're hit by a car, which he claims was a hit-and-run situation, they're, they're likely going to be able to find the footage. Well, right now, they can't find anything. So it's gotten to a weird place where we're wondering, did he make it up? And then you have the real, like, news meet, like, the local news, who then attends the Sixers' facility yesterday right before we get to that because they're hammering nick nurse and so now he's having to deal with this 
I want to mention, though, that we do have, there is ring video that comes out. So there's no video uh, that authorities can find of the actual incidents where he said that he got hit by a car on 15th and Spruce Street. And apparently there's cameras everywhere at that intersection and no car they can find hit Kelly Uber at that intersection. Okay. Now the police are saying this could be due to a couple factors. Apparently he was heavily medicated because he was in severe pain when they interviewed him. So they're thinking yeah. maybe he told them the wrong Could have it mixed up. And then also, like you said, the other working theory is that he's new to the area and that that's why he mixed up where he was. Totally we do have possible. ring thing footage because, of course, TMZ, and apparently they just have access to every ring camera in the U.S. And they got footage from his apartment building where the ring camera shows him walking up clearly incredibly injured, holding his bicycle, walking up to the door and his wife's at the door. And he tells her, I got hit by a car and you can hear it on yeah. the ring. He just footage. offers up the info immediately. Like right. he goes, into, I got by a car. I got hit by a car. And I don't mean it looks like he Serious. got hit by a car and she calls 911. And then they, an ambulance comes, takes him to the hospital. He's got what fractured ribs and whatever else. But there was some weirdness because again, the authorities can't find any video footage of the incident actually happening. And so now enter what Zaslow People are said. suspicious now. So now people are suspicious. So now the news media, not just the sports media, but the news media has descended on the 76ers and head coach Nick Nurse. Here is some of that audio. Uh, can you address the report that Kelly Oubre's uh, injuries did not occur? According to the police, they have found no evidence that it was with a hit and run. I would uh, not address that. I don't, I, don't, I don't have an answer to that other than uh, believe what's been reported so far. Weren't you worried that something serious could have happened if it wasn't a hit and run? And obviously, if it's not the right story, it could be something serious that caused the injury. I just kind of was uh, made aware that people are talking about that. Um, again, I'm going to I'm going to believe uh, Kelly at his at his word and all that stuff, and focus on this game and handle things as they come. And you've talked to him about it about the report. Have you talked to him since the report? Uh, I went to see him yesterday. I did. I went to see him yesterday. He's in good spirits. He uh, worked out again today uh, on the bicycle. So. We're just trying to get him back on the court as soon as we can. So you haven't talked to him after the report came out? Howard, uh, just to be clear, the report is not what you're suggesting. The report is that they don't have video evidence. Of correct. The, the way okay. you're positioning is different. Though. Okay, but... Can, can I add to what Howard's saying? I'm Annie McCormick from Channel 6, so I cover news mostly. How are you? Good, Good to see you. You too. <laughs> um, what we're hearing from sources within the police department is that they think that this might be a situation where what he is reporting happened didn't, in fact, occur that his injuries were not sustained from a hit and run. Mm -hmm. um, has the team had a conversation with him where he explained in detail what happened? Uh, as far as I'm aware, yes. Do you believe him that he yes. was hit by a vehicle? Yeah, I do. Um, do you have concerns if members of law enforcement, again, sources telling us that this is not in fact true, does that concern you as a coach? Well, it would, it would if we get to that point. Listen, I'm, like I said before, I'm going to believe Kelly at his word. Um, I don't have any other conversations or anything right now to comment on. Um, I'm concentrating on this game. 
if some more evidence or anything else comes to light, we'll handle it when, when it comes to light. So there Ooh. you have it. Nick Nurse being hammered. I Should I be, as part of the sports media, should I be offended by her very clear distinction that she wanted that, 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 Second reporter wanted everybody to know that she doesn't oh, normally oh, cover yeah. a sport. Like, oh, it's, yeah. I'm not like, one of these peasants not, who are here for the free media food. Or, I have a job to it, do. Was it like, I don't want to be associated with this crew? You know, those That's of you that right. work in this world over here, I'm doing real stuff over here covering actual news, okay? That's but right. But today, right. they sent me down here to talk to the peons. Like, that. Was it wasn't one of those? That's Is that right. What was happening there? I'm not here writing game stories every other day. I'm a real news <laughs> I'm a journalist. Woman. I'm That's a right. journalist. I'm impacting the world, unlike all these fools that work in sports, Coach. And I'm going to find out about this phantom hit and run <laughs> involving Kelly Oubre. I do think Nick Nurse handled himself really well. I kind of feel bad for him, too. I feel bad for him. He's in an impossible situation. What is he? Like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, my God, what's happening? I'm sure sure at first there was no question. All right, he said he got hit by a car. He's super injured. Yeah, why wouldn't he believe Kelly Oubre? Why wouldn't he believe him? Right. I mean, the injuries exist, so, you know. And then also, Zaslow, like, what else? What else could cause that? What would be... What are you covering up exactly then? I mean, there are athletes that do things like covering up. You're riding a motorcycle when you're not supposed to, and it can threaten your contract then, right? And threaten a whole lot of money because then you get injured doing something that's explicitly in your contract you're not allowed to do because it's too dangerous. There are scenarios that happen like that. But that's that. not the way they were positioning the questions. They were right. they were talking about like if something nefarious is going on. Right, but I don't understand what nefarious Right, why would that be the conclusion that we're drawing? I that's what I don't quite get. Like what would be the thing? And and they kept saying something serious and I'm thinking, well yeah, what? Why is it a scandal? Like, Kelly Oubre went and did something incredibly violent to somebody else? Is that what we're alleging? I don't... I wasn't... I'm confused as well by the tone. But again, maybe that's the difference with news media and sports media. I don't know. Well, and by the way, the the first line of questioning from the gentleman, that's Howard Eskin, longtime WIP, you know, sports talk host and reporter, uh, who... Yeah. So he's one of us. He's one of us. He's one of us. But the woman who then, you know, popped in there, who it did seem like Nick Nurse was very pleased that she jumped in so he would stop getting peppered by Howard Eskin. Uh, yeah, she she made clear uh, a clear distinction. I'm not one of them. I'm a serious newswoman here. And now let's get down to brass tacks and find out why Kelly Oubre was lying. Uh, I, I just I, I felt I felt bad for Nick Nurse there, man. Like, do you believe Kelly? St- why would he not believe his player telling him he's hurt when he has legitimate injuries. And, and look, the TMZ got a hold of this ring camera footage, and I think they got a hold of it because I would imagine Kelly Oubre's people, you know, allowed them to get a hold of it so everybody can see, yeah, like, look, he clearly is hurt. And he immediately says to the woman in the background, I don't know if it's girlfriend, wife, or whatever, I got hit by a car. Like, That's his wife. They're trying – yeah, okay, so they're, like, they're trying to give his side of the story. I just don't know why we're jumping to it being something nefarious. I'd like to believe that Kelly Oubre in this situation, it's on the up and up. You know? If he's ma- I would like to believe that as well. I don't necessarily jump to think the worst of people. Uh, if it's... If it was something else, then he was immediate. Then he was concocting the whole thing well enough to also 
take note of the ring, knowing he was going to be recorded there, and then also lying to his wife, you would assume, right? And acting quite well, because it certainly seemed like it reasonable. It looked pretty hurt. Believe. Yeah, it, it seemed reasonable hurt. belief he got hit by a car. I don't know. The story's gotten a little strange. So we will see. And I'm sure it will de- be developing. But here don't over confuse the next that newswoman with us. She does She's not cover much sports. better than us. She only covers news. She just had a cruddy assignment this one day. Coming up next here on Sports Radio, Amber and Ian, Jonathan Saslow filling in for Ian. We'll make our picks for this weekend in the NFL. We got to make our picks for this week in the NFL. Jonathan Zaslow's in the seat for Ian Fitzsimmons, and he will be involved in this process. By the way, Thursday Night Football right now, speaking of Week 11, Ravens up on the Bengals 14-10. Joe Burrow had left the game with an injury. We'll see what happens moving forward. But let's get to some of these other games around the league for Week 11. Let's start with one. In your backyard, Jonathan Zaslow, the Raiders will be at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a 13-and-a-half point favorite in this game. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to this game, actually. I have not been to a game yet this year. I think I'm going to go. How does that affect the analysis here, do you think? They hear that I'm there, and they try harder, the home team. And that's why I like the Dolphins. I especially like it, you know, 13-and-a-half. So if you win by two touchdowns, Dolphins cover. I like the Dolphins here, but the decision is yours, Amber. I'm just offering help. I hate this line. Like, 13 and a half is so many points. But yeah. it's the Dolphins. The Dolphins, Zazzle, some people think that they're frauds. They think that they're frauds because apparently they Yo, lose. Why are you raising your hand, James? They, they, they lose to really good teams on the road, which somehow that's fraudulent, but then also destroying bad teams. Lose really good teams. The two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, Amber. Oh, excellent teams on the road. That's what's fraudulent about that. I don't really understand the philosophy. James, the, is a stupid philosophy. Then the Chiefs were on the road, too, because that was in Germany. Eh, that's that right. was a very, very pro Kansas City crowd, okay? Those Germans, a little sus, let's be honest. All right, but <laughs> let's keep this conversation to so our sus. Miami. Let's just, yeah, let's move to, it along, I think. To yeah. our Miami Dolphins. <laughs> they're sus because they're Chiefs fans like you, James. I'm, I'm going to stick with my Dolphins. upstanding citizen. I don't know what 13, you're talking about. 13 and a half points a father is a, and a lot. Veteran. But our Dolphins are good. Me and Zazlo's Dolphins here at home against bad teams. The run is over for the undefeated Antonio Pierce in the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's talk Cardinals at Texans. Texans favored by four and a half. Yeah, I like the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals getting four and a half here. Doesn't mean they have to win the game. You know, Texans, C.J. Stroud having a great run right now, obviously. Last week, the Cardinals got back Kyler Murray. They got a late win there against Atlanta. I certainly think they can keep this game close with Houston. I like the Cardinals with the points. I honestly have no idea what to do with this game. This one's really confusing to me because, like you mentioned, Kyler Murray's back. He was 19 of 32 for 249 yards, had a rushing score, threw an interception. He had one of the most insane plays I've seen where kind of inexplicably and incredibly stupidly, frankly, he runs like 30 yards back but then somehow runs like 50 yards forward. Uh, The things that Kyler Murray can do – 
it's amazing the talent that's there, right? The decision making's always been a bit questionable. The work ethic may be questionable with Kyler Murray. The talent unquestionable at times for Kyler Murray. I guess I'm with you. As incredible as CJ Stroud has been, as incredible as the story has been for the Houston Texans, because that team is much better than we expected them to be. Obviously, Stroud has a lot to do with that, but so does D'Amico Ryan's. I think that the Cardinals, though, with a four and a half point line, you're right. Sure. I'll 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 do it, Dazlo. I'll believe All right. in Tyler. You stick with me, kid. At least closer. The Minnesota Vikings are at the Denver Broncos. This one's only a two and a half point favorite for the Broncos. Yeah, this one's a little bit tougher for me. I'm I'm gonna go with the Broncos giving two and a half. I especially like it at two and a half as opposed to three. I love Josh Dobbs. I love the story there. But that doesn't mean the Vikings are winning every single game with Josh Dobbs. All right? Not Dan Marino. That'd be a crazy and, story if they did. And and the Broncos, if, if they won every game, if yeah, that, that, game would, that would be a crazy story. That would be yeah. a crazy story. Crazy Josh story. Dobbs would then crazy be the quarterback story. moving forward of the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins would be on a free agent market, which, frankly, I think he's going to be anyways. I understand Justin Jefferson could be making his return this weekend. But the Broncos' defense has been excellent. You look what they've done recently against the Chiefs, in a win. You look what they've done recently against the uh, against the Bills, in a win. Uh, I, I like what Russell Wilson has been doing. They don't let him do too much. He's been playing mistake-free football. I like the Broncos covering two and a half. Why is nobody talking about how Russell Wilson is playing this season? Is it just that that's not the narrative? Like be, that's they not don't the like narrative. To be loud, wrong. Like that narrative spun so far out of control that now you that know what he's that's called, Amber? Well, under Sean Payton, nobody's talking about it. You know what that is? That's called a sticky narrative, where that's the narrative and it sticks to him. Yeah, and you just can't get rid of it, even though it was that's a right. it was a season a in a decade-long career. A season. Yeah. A career that includes a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. A season. He's having but, a good season. Yeah, and, it, and, and he's he's having a fine season again. So it was, it was one season that was atrocious. Yep. And it seems like maybe it was a coaching issue as well. I don't know why people aren't talking more about Russell Wilson being okay this season. However, The Denver Broncos overall still leave something to be desired. That's for sure. The Minnesota Vikings have been going through it. Josh Jobs is a great story. He built Jonathan Zaslow, the pastronaut. Nevertheless, Denver is very high. I don't know if you've heard. It's a mile high. High, unlike Snoop Dogg, who apparently does not get high anymore. Denver is still high. He gave up the smoke. Snoop Dogg gave up the smoke. Denver did not give up the high altitude or the smoke, frankly, because everything's legal there. Uh, I will go. I will go Denver in this game for the two and a half because of the altitude. 